You're listening to Spirits, Oddities, and Mysteries. Because no good podcast starts with a salad. Hello, lover. Hello, darling. Welcome to our third three episode. I Very excited. We have some pretty cool stuff. I don't know what she has as usual. She does not know what I have as per usual. Huge. Huge. Per huge. But uh, I am really excited about what I have put together for this episode, and she is as well. Very much so. We are also huge summer people, but I gotta say, we are very much looking forward to all that fall has to offer Mm, to say the least you were just talking about haunted houses which are very very exciting they are and i have a list of them that i have been putting together that we have to hit all of them sounds like a plan all of them we'll have to like review them and let our uh yes we'll have to do like listeners know which ones are the best yes different ratings we'll let you know be exciting we'll have like a spooky scale a couple of my other favorite things about fall i am a huge fan of chili Mm. dark beer bonfires and just nice cool breezes outside on the back comfy clothes and hot tub lots of hot tub no need for that summer bod anymore not that i ever actually got it but yeah yeah well you know what (laughs) i was i was uh you know underprepared for the summer bod and now i'm over prepared your for body the fall was bod. fantastic <laughs> you go ahead and kick us off i know we both have some pretty long topics let's go ahead and get this ball a rolling okie dokie i will jump right in this week i decided that i would do finally dear david i am so intrigued and it's it's taken everything in me not to look this up because whenever i hear about something that i'm not already familiar with i have to look into it and you since didn't? i knew the no i haven't not once did not cheat all right well i am super excited about inktober which is 31 day challenge on uh drawing and you have a prompt list she is quite the artiste oh you're so sweet the story revolves around a very good cartoonist a very good inker and i was already in the inking mood and i thought since i was so excited for inktober to come uh, i would touch on this one i am even more intrigued than when this uh podcast started (laughs) how is this paranormal (laughs) she did give me that clue that her topic was paranormal yes we try to make sure that we don't do the exact same topic twice, although that wouldn't necessarily be horrible. But yeah, I mean, we just have a full-length episode of the two of us comparing notes, I suppose. I mean, I mean, not the same topic, I mean, <laughs> the same genre, but yeah, <laughs> that would that would kind of suck. Yes. Well, Dear David is very paranormal, and the whole thing's based around tweets. My that- chair seems to be extra squeaky today. I'm just throwing that out there. I will delete as much of that as I can, but if you hear... Oh, no. there it goes. Hey. <laughs> That's what it is. 
Um, so an artist, a cartoonist, um, Adam Ellis or Ellis, I'm not sure how the last name is pronounced. I like how you never check these things either. Like, I mean, what, you know, we're doing the sound, research. A know. sound clip of yeah. how to say it? YouTube actually has that for almost every word in but the English language. But it's the last language, name. Including names, yeah. Well, you just type in how's, how to pronounce and then like they'll have well, somebody saying it repeatedly. I'm just going to go with his Twitter handle, at... I think it's even more fun that you have no idea how to pronounce it. <laughs> it adds some excitement. At Moby underscore dickhead is his Twitter handle. At Moby underscore dickhead. I like it. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> A little Adam. shout out to Moby dickhead. <laughs> uh, Adam is his actual name, though. Uh, in 2017, uh, the beginning of August, he tweeted out, So, my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child, and he's trying to kill me. Interesting. I was waiting to see if you were going to respond. I was trying to figure out what to say. Well, the reason <laughs> my brain broke there, which they won't notice because I'll delete the silence. <laughs> I had a topic I wanted to bring up at the beginning of the show, and that was the body that walked across our front. So we have quite a few little uh, haunted things that happen at our house in pretty much every house we've lived in. But me and the dogs were sitting at the kitchen table. And as clear as day, we have like five windows and then a door with a window. We, well, by we, I mean me and the dogs were just sitting there hanging out, and it looked like the mailman walked across our patio. And I was waiting for them. They usually ring the doorbell, even though they don't need to drop the package and walk away. And I watched them go across. The dogs freaked out, jumped up, started barking. Nobody came to the door. So I walked over there to see if like, why are they just standing? Because they never walked back across the windows and nobody was there and no package and no vehicle and nowhere for them to go. We have bushes. I mean, I guess if they did like a dive roll over they the bushes. dove into the bushes. Just wanted to toss that in there. But anyway, go back to your, your story here. Alrighty. So then he shortly after this tweets, the first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis. I saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. He had a huge misshapen head that was dented in on one side. I did my best to draw it. Like I said, he is a cartoonist, so he sketched it out. Oh, she has she has visuals. For I me. do, and, and for I, you guys, I will <laughs> be putting stuff up on our Facebook and whatnot. By the way, I almost forgot to mention as she uh, prepares the visual. Oh. I am once again drinking my Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey Whiskey. It's a uh, big bottle, and I'm not like a full blown alcoholic here. I guess we could have just had multiple bottles in the house. We could have, and and I. Probably next episode, I'm planning on doing some tequila. Tequila. Any recommendations? Uh, well, you guys probably... Well, recommendations for a future episode for a good tequila. I, of course, like Patron. There's a tequila that I had. I'm not buying this bottle because it was like $10,000. I got to have a glass of it. It was extraordinary, but it comes in a porcelain bottle. If anybody knows what type of tequila that is, and if you can get it for less than $10,000, I would be very interested to try that. So, let's see this uh, sketch. All right. Hold on. I'm making sure nothing's behind my or laptop. Or cartoon. That's the kid he saw in the rocking chair? Yes. So, during sleep paralysis, which is a terrifying thing in itself. I mean, children in and of themselves are just creepy if they're not your own, and sometimes even if they are. Like but when you wake up and they're just staring at you and you're yeah. like next to your bed, <laughs> that's the worst. So, this kid is missing like a huge chunk out of his head, which adds a little bit to the freakiness. It does. Good sketch, too, by the way. I'd, I'd call that more of a sketch than a cartoon, but I can see the cartoonish. Uh, he's an inker. Uh, I thought he said cartoon. He does cartoons. He does, like, 
So that's an storytelling. Yeah, yeah. He, that would be an ink drawing. I'm sure he used like one of my programs with the digital pad to yeah. do this one. I can see but. the uh, the cartoon in him coming out of yes. that. Like, even though it's a gruesome, gross sketch, of <laughs> chunk out of a head. Uh, child it's pad. smashed in. Oh, it's smashed in. It's, yes. I can't tell based on the drawing. Yes, there, but. So it was sitting. Did you say that already? Smashed in yeah. head. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm really I was, bad at listening. I know. <laughs> like you tune out when you hear my voice. Wife problems. I'm thinking of all the things that like I'm excited to <laughs> say as well, and I don't hear what you say. So he sh- I should be better at since you I have you know, 22 years of sales experience, but yeah, we'll, we'll what, work on it. Whatever. Hey then. What I'm really doing is just asking again to make sure the the listeners, listeners caught, on. caught yeah, on. Yeah, totally. Yeah, got it. Uh, so then he tweets out again and he says, I had another dream a few nights later where I was in the library and a girl came up to me and said, you've seen dear David, haven't you? And I was like, who? And she said, dear David, you saw him. In the dream, I say, Um, so at this point, there's like a conversation back and forth in his dream that he touches on that. Basically, she tells him in his dream that she can ask Dear David questions, but only two, and she has to start, and you have to say, Dear David, and then you can ask a question, but you can only ask two questions. You're not allowed to ask three. What happens if you ask three, do you know? Uh, I mean, we'll see. Ooh. Also, can anybody do this, or do you have to see him first? I think you have to see him. Like, are you going to call him by doing this episode? I hope not. That's some freaky shit. I kind of a little bit hope he comes. Yeah, but, I know. You know, You're That's just me. He tweets out again later, and he says, in the dream, I say... My sister's going to yell at me for that, by the way. She yelled at me for something I said about the, the ghosts. And oh. <laughs> oh, the, the, the floating pig from the other uh, oh. podcast. I was like, <laughs> so- bring it on. She got very mad at me for that, so... You don't want to bring that bad mojo on yourself. A floating pig? I mean, come on. Don't it's put that bad awesome. juju on me. <laughs> oh. So I let her, uh, he later tweets, in the dream, I say, dear David, how did you die? He mumbles, an accident in a store. He then says, dear David, what happened in the store? He groans. A shelf was pushed on my head. Uh, it explains the huge dent in his head. Sure would. This is logical. I'm frozen with fear. I ask, who pushed the shelf? That's a third question. David doesn't answer. Uh-oh. I realize I've asked a third question, which I'm not supposed to do. At that point, I wake up absolutely terrified. I'm intrigued. Mm. It keeps getting better. So now he starts posting that every night at midnight, his cats, for the last four nights in a row at this point, gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it almost like something's on the other side. And he has picture. This is his bedroom door? Nope. Front door? His front door. Okay. So he has picture with his cats looking out the door. It looks like two cats uh, looking out a front door. It's closed. Right. They're oh, just, yeah. They're looking, looking, out a, at, looking at a closed door. That was, yeah. They're just like looking at the, the crack at the, the bottom of the door. Dear David apparently has treats for them. Uh, 
When I opened the door and turned on the hall light, nothing was there, but my cat seemed unnerved, bushy tails, etc. And that's where I am now. Dear David found me. I think I don't know what to do. I'll keep you updated. So he goes on to post a good amount of pictures periodically of his cats by the door at midnight, every night at midnight, sixth night in a row, seventh night in a row, and they just sit there for several minutes. And he's pretty creative with how he like logs these things via pictures because he takes a picture of his cat and holds a clock up at the bottom of the screen. I like that. So also, you can see. We are going to post the link to this on our, our page oh, yeah. so you'll be able to see all this. This is great. He takes a picture through the peephole out his door. He says, is it just me or is there something in the first photo right where the banister meets the shelves? I gotta see this. There's like a little bit of shadow and then he opens the door and he takes a picture with the door open. And I mean, there's shadows in both. There might be a little something that your brain could make out of it. I'm, I'm a little skeptical about that one. I'd have to look at it a little closer, blow it up a little bit. But You should see, well, you will see the, the pictures he gets later. All right. So then at this point, he takes a second photo and he puts that one up and he says, there's definitely something there. It just looks like it's a dirty peephole to me personally, but everybody can judge it for themselves. He deadbolted it because he closed his door, deadbolted it up, and he tweeted, I'm pretty scared. And he scared. posts a picture of his cat with refractive eyes. And it is kind of creepy. That is a little creepy, but cats just in general are pretty freaky. Cats can be pretty creepy being, you know, caretakers for the underworld and all. Yeah. They're very observant to these types of things. Intuitive. All right. And then a couple people tweet at him and they're like, well, maybe there's another cat in your hallway for your apartment complex. And he goes on to say, no, it's a house. It's like a duplex. And there's the apartment upstairs and my mine downstairs it used to be one big house but they turned it into a duplex and just kind of like no those things don't make sense because i know that they're not there yeah but logical reasoning i like the the banter back and forth oh, yeah. things out is important so then he tweets out and he says it's been pretty quiet tonight i'm gonna try out a sleep talk app to see if anything happens during the night headed to bed but the cats are back at the door they only do this in the middle of the night it's routine now. So he takes a picture with his cats at the front door, like, hey. Little selfie action there. <laughs> yeah. And then right after that, he posts another one. Here we go. Just minutes before midnight. This is a video of his cat meowing at the door again, which the cats like the door. They're both there now. So he starts getting really freaked <laughs> out and feeling un- uneased. There appears to be some sort of ritual happening at his house now. So he took a, a container of Morton salt. And he made a ring around his door to ensure that no evil spirit could pass into his apartment. If there's anything <laughs> evil spirits are definitely afraid of and bound by the rules of, it is pasteurized salt. Morton salt. Because <laughs> when it rains, it pours. Uh, right. So he used the sound app to record his sleep and it makes individual recordings each time it hears something. There were 33 recordings all together. The first was a snapping sound and what seemed to be a single step, which is odd because I didn't get out of bed all night, he says. This one is weird because out of 33 recordings, it was the only one that had a strange electric sound throughout. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so you guys can go through this if you want and play these sounds but uh yeah it's you know it's it's not the most compelling evidence that there is a ghost <laughs> i'm a little skeptical of emps is that what they're called the uh electro no 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 e- not an emp vps yeah Electric voice phenomenon. I'm a little skeptical. I've, I've learned too much about the science behind it. Kind of ruined it for me a tad, but it still is interesting. Alrighty. So then he takes off for the weekend. He takes a selfie and he says, getting the F out of my haunted apartment for the weekend. Peace sign emoji, ghost emoji. And when he comes back from his weekend away, he now has purchased a Polaroid camera. And he tweets, I bought a Polaroid camera this weekend because they're fun and dorky. And he then proceeds to say, so weird thing just happened. Polaroids are stupid and fun and inherently sort of creepy. I didn't expect to find anything. And for the most part, I didn't. I took a couple of my living room and bedroom and that's the rocking chair I first saw David in. And they're pretty unremarkable. And he holds up two Polaroids of a picture of one of his bedroom with the green rocking chair at the foot of his bed and one of his living room. Then he tweets out and says, then I went into the hallway and snapped a photo. This is where he thinks he saw something out there through the people. The Polaroid developed completely black. He proceeds to tweet, I thought maybe I accidentally covered the lens with my finger, so I took a photo while intentionally covering it. The photo on the left was me covering the the lens with my finger and the one on the right is fully lit hallway taken just after midnight. So he wanted to prove to everybody that he was actually taking the photos and not just showing them. So he walks around taking photos and videotaping himself, snapping the pictures, printing the pictures. So everybody kind of has a legit sense that he's not faking pictures and just being like, here we go. And then he takes a picture of the hallway. And of course, that picture comes out totally black. He takes a picture with his phone and you can see the lights on, but the picture comes out with it being completely black in the hallway. That's crazy. Isn't that kind of creepy? No, I think our photography friend- Natasha? No, like uh, any of the photography listeners, I should say, may theorize that Polaroid cameras just are cheap cameras and are incapable of capturing as much light. But I will say, and you'll see once you see the pictures, I mean, it was pretty bright out there. About as bright as the house. And it takes perfectly fine pictures inside his house. So so a lot of people analyzed the pictures that he posted and they tried like changing the... Um, brightness. Brightness, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Resolution, all that jazz. And putting on a bunch of filters and stuff. And everybody saw the same shadow of what looked like a small boy standing in the darkness as they change the resolution of the picture each time the multiple this is different different people tweeting at him where they have all kind of filled out the same thing without actually yeah talking to each other again like those are those things that i'm a little skeptical of but i still I, i still genuinely enjoy them i wouldn't consider them to be like solid evidence but that is that is pretty freaky some of them i don't see anything a lot you know some of the stuff that they post they're like there's a demon but it's dark really dark um so at this point, he decides that he he better sage the house. So he tweets out and says, folks have been urging me to get some sage. So I did. And he takes a picture of him saging his house because he's freaked out. Because clearly demons are afraid of both pasteurized salt and wrapped up 
rolled sage lit on fire. It's pretty legit. Who comes up with this stuff? Oh, uh, I mean, I know it dates way back. I was gonna I'm say, just saying, <laughs> we like, gotta go way back for that one. I'm curious. I, I want to look into like why sage is. <laughs> Maybe you like, should do an episode on all of the reasons <laughs> why we have things like salting doors and saging houses and whatnot. that sounds like an episode for you all right <laughs> that sounds like your research i don't that. believe in any of it <laughs> i'll put that in my notes to research then oh goodness after he saged the house he tweets out sage did not work a little bit later he tweets out and says i haven't dreamt about david in a few months but he appeared again last night. In the dream, my bedroom was filled with a hazy smoke, but I could still see David sitting in the chair across from my room. He was smaller this time, almost shrunken. He didn't do or say anything except look at me. Anyway, it feels like a bad omen. I mean, I feel like the whole thing's a bad omen if a small child with a crushed head is getting in I my business. I agree with that, yeah. <laughs> So it takes a couple weeks go by and he's just posting about his cats mostly. A couple little things, just that he's feeling uneasy in his house. And he says that he feels so uneasy. He says, it's just a whole bunch of small things happening at once. I feel so uneasy, like right before a thunderstorm comes. They just said a thunderstorm warning for tonight. And then he (laughs) tweets out the thunderstorm warning. He sure did. Um, all this ghost stuff has been spooky, but the last weekend was the first time I actually felt unsafe in my home. I had a dream that night where David was dragging me by the arm through an old abandoned warehouse. I'm not sure why I didn't fight back in the dream or how he was strong enough to pull me, but that's dream logic for you. It was a creepy dream, but I didn't think much of it. And when I woke up and I took a shower and then I noticed something. I'd woken up with a huge bruise on my arm, like he was actually pulling him. That is pretty creepy. I have had similar experiences. It did not involve a child with a crushed in head, though. I'll tell you that right now. No. (laughs) No, dear David, for you. So he then tweets out a little bit, a few days later. He says, I've lived in the neighborhood for over four years, and this place has always been jam-packed with carts getting uh, serviced. But today it was completely abandoned and the whole warehouse was totally gutted and empty. I post pictures of this warehouse. Well, almost empty. I went inside to look around because I was astonished that the place was suddenly empty after all those years. Basically, the only thing in the entire warehouse was a single green chair. On my way back from coffee, the warehouse had been shuttered. It remains shut since then he tweets out the chair my bruise dreaming about an empty warehouse and then passing by one it gave me the creeps yeah no i'm with you he's got a lot of weird stuff all kind of adding up i feel you adam i feel you (laughs) i'm not a big fan of coincidences as i might have mentioned a few times so when when you have a bunch of things like that start adding up all right so he says there have been a few small developments in my apartment but i'm really uh, i'm not really sure what to make of them i just know that i'm scared i was almost used to the routine he's referring to his cats here so when they started to cry at the door closer to 10 p.m i was confused they began a new routine they would hover around the door at 10 p.m and cry for about 15 minutes and then wander off as in nothing was wrong. Creepy ass cats. Seriously. Now, shortly after this, uh, he tweets out and says, After the unusual cat stuff, around 10.30 or so, I started getting phone calls from an unmarked number. He answered one of them, thinking that it was auto-dialing him. And he thought if he picked up and was like, put me on the no-call list. Except for he waited for somebody 
answer or the automated message. And instead he says, I kept listening. I heard what I thought was breathing, but it was so faint. I can't be sure. My heart was racing, so it was hard to hear. After about a minute, the static stopped and there was silence. And I was just about to hang up. I heard a very small voice whisper, hello. Something about the way they said hello freaked me out. It wasn't a question or a greeting, just hello. A flat statement, so quiet I could barely hear it. I panicked and hung up and I didn't know what else to do. I closed all the curtains in my apartment and turned on every single light. He then goes on to tweet a few days later. Anyway, last week I bought a pet monitoring camera so I can keep an eye on the cats while I'm overseas. It's basically a nanny cam that connects to the Wi-Fi so you can check in whenever you want. It runs 24-7. So at this point, he's planning a trip to Japan, get out of his house, go do some touristy stuff, all that good stuff. Now, sometime before he got the nanny cam and was planning to leave, and when he saw Dear David the first time, in the rocking chair at the foot of his bed. The chair freaked him out, so he moved into the living room. Okay. Now, while he was checking in on the feed of his cats, he watched it a couple times, really didn't see anything. This stood out. It's just a video of his wall, his nice bookshelf, and the green rocking chair just starts rocking. Oh, yes, it does. Hail to the no, no, no. That's crazy. All right. So I don't see any blatantly obvious ropes or strings or anything like that. It is theoretically possible that he did something like that. But presuming he did not, it definitely just starts rocking. That's crazy. About a half an hour after that, he got another alert that there was motion in the house. So he checked in. Now this time, it's the same shot. Everything's pretty calm. Nothing really going on. And then abruptly, did you see it? I saw something fall? Yes, he's got something hanging on his wall. It's a little decorative thing hanging on his wall. Yeah. And it just drops. That's definitely interesting. Rocking chair is not rocking, though, so that's good. And he posted a tweet that says, During the night on Saturday, while I slept, it recorded the cats in the living room. It seemed pretty unremarkable at first, but after a few minutes, Maxwell, his cat, freaks out, jumps over something invisible. I, I want to see this play out. Cat's just chilling. I see two cats, right? No, one mm-hmm. cat, yeah. Two cats. Two cats. Whoop. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does jump over nothing and then look back like it was looking at something. <laughs> you guys be the judge. Cats do weird stuff all the time, but it does look like he jumped over nothing. Well, then Maxwell proceeded to do that, and then he did this, uh, this apparently, on and off for several hours. He stood on his back legs and stared at the camera. Some people started freaking out because the cup that was on his table moved. However, that was solved because, well, they freaked out because the cup moved itself, it had ice water in it, and oh, okay. the condensation made a puddle, and it slid across the glass. So, mystery solved. Not a ghost there. Or it was. Dun, dun, dun. I, I do like looking for the logical explanation in all of these bizarre type scenarios. It doesn't necessarily rule out the paranormal, but if there is a more logical, rational explanation to something, Occam's razor suggests that's probably what it is. I mean, it's pretty logical. I've seen my cup do that before. Right. So. I get it. And I like the fact that he actually is like, no, like, he's not trying to say that everything's ghostly things. He's pretty 
intellectual when it comes to it makes his story more credible i don't i don't know so far i think it's interesting there is motive i mean one point some odd million followers does have the uh, ability to start making some money off this but so then he posted another one it's a very good story it says it's better to just watch the video since the nanny can records everything now it's just a video of something jumping off of his shelf he comes in he's doing his thing getting ready to go get a snack snacks snacks while he's in the other room, pops right off. It it does, but I mean, I like this he is one of there. two things. He, he he's not in the room, but also he's in the room behind it. Well, I, I mean, he'd have to put like a hole in his wall for that. I, all I'm saying is, it is more exciting to see this many consecutive paranormal things happen. But it also is like, wow, okay, now we're starting to add up a lot here. It does clearly like unless. He is intentionally scamming us. If he is not, then it's quite bizarre. There's nothing touches this book and it just falls off the bookshelf. It was a cactus. Oh, cactus, whatever. I'm looking at it from further away. I just saw yeah. something. This, he posts, he goes, in case anybody wants to know what it is, it was my cactus. It fell down. It broke. Two pieces. He claims that Dear David does not like that shelf. Apparently. <laughs> or cactus. It's, it's a cacti. Cacti. All right. So he, this is... Almost, or all the way down to, we're in September now, middle of September, and he tweets out and says, on the pillow next to me was a severed head with a bloody spine attached, snaking down the bed. The head was staring right at me, somehow still alive. It had a huge smile plastered on its face. Horrified, I screamed, what happened to you? The head smiled even bigger. It feels great. The head groaned. So this was a dream that he was referring to, in case case you... (laughs) (laughs) Didn't follow that. He tweets out a little bit later, and he says, When I passed the warehouse the second time, I heard a dull thunk from the other side of the shutter. So he's back at the warehouse because he passes it to go get his coffee and bagels. Mm -hmm. Uh, I froze in place, he says. There was no other sound after that. I probably should have continued on, but curiosity got the better of me. Curiosity killed the cat. Satisfaction brought it back. Um, He goes on to tweet, There was a grated window next to the doors uh, uh, about a foot above my head too high for me to see into so I thought to myself okay I'm gonna hold my phone up to the window take one photo and then run for my life apparently he was terrified it seemed to be different part of the warehouse maybe an office there was a bunch of old insulation and what looked like to be a filing cabinet and a ripped up leather desk chair and so he posts that picture with that tweet kind of looks like just a pile of crap yeah sure does at this point he he kind of like messed with filters on his phone and he's trying to figure out if he can see dear david in any of the dark he draws over the picture that he took to show everyone that it looks like the severed head with the spine attached okay yeah we'll go back to that <laughs> other picture because that that's quite the drawing i thought no go back to without the drawing i mean he only put eyes of nose and mouth and then drew vertebrae this is the same draw what i'm talking about the pink thing in the upper right hand corner no yeah that's a picture of david he just oh drew a sketch he of that. David yeah no i don't buy this one at all i thought he was trying that over no this is the stuff and he was yeah. like look it looks like a head with nope. us yeah no he's stretching on this one quite a bit but he's freaked out man i will say that so he is freaked out and if he's trying to use that as evidence, then it leads me to believe that he's not faking the other evidence. Because if he was going to fake evidence, he could very easily fake some some photo evidence here. I wish I 
actually was following this live in 2017. That would be pretty Because, awesome. you know, some of these posts are weeks apart. Some of them are days apart. So it's like I would be on like, the edge of my seat watching to find out what happened. Tweets out a couple things here and there. He actually took a picture while he was in Japan. And he said, it felt too similar to be a coincidence. I still feel dizzy staring up at it. This kid with a dented head. He found a sculpture that looks like Dear David in Japan. And he was all freaked out. <laughs> a much like, smaller kid, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he starts having electrical problems. Lights burning out. He keeps seeing like kind of rogue lights in the hallway underneath the door. And then when he looks out, it's all dark. So now he's super freaked out. And he actually has a friend come over and do a blessing to cleanse the house. Is and this that guy was, an internet ordained pastor? <laughs> that was now, you know, we're all the way to October 26th, so almost the end of October. He says that he had a friend come over to cleanse the place and for about a week or so, so it seemed to work. Things appeared to be back to normal and the cats were no longer gathering at the door. He has also stopped having these dreams. I don't think he's had the dreams consistent enough to know if a week and a half solved anything. Yeah, so I feel kinda... like that's true. That's true. Uh, so he passes by his favorite warehouse again on his way to coffee and he tweets out, there's a hearse parked near the back wall. And he takes a picture of inside this warehouse that used to be super busy and then it was abandoned. Now there's a hearse parked all the way to the back. Sure is. Then let's see here. Later on that day, and still on the 26th, he tweeted out that he saw someone on his rooftop. So he he's looking out of his window onto the rooftop of the place next door. And he says he immediately ducked down, reached up and flicked the light switch, peered over the window and he couldn't uh, see much. His phone was blurry because he grabbed it from his pocket and he swears that it was out there. And each picture that he puts up, it looks like dear David with his dented old head <laughs> is standing looking in the window there. Yeah. From the other rooftop. I'd be freaked out. Yeah, no, that one's legit. Beginning of November, he tweets out, uh, he was staring right at me just like the first time. Again, I felt paralyzed and I could barely move, but this time something was different. In the dream, I saw him in the chair again. I don't have the green chair in my room anymore. This time it was a recliner I've had for years. So he now uh, tweeted out, this is November 6th, 2017. It's better to just show you. Turn up your brightness because they're pretty dark. Okay, so that is not like some photo like you have to make it out. That's creepy as heck. Now that is either 100% legit or 100% faked because that is too real to be like, is there something there? I can't tell. Having taken some pretty interesting ghost pictures in the past, when people just assume you faked it, uh... It's kind of, it means a lot to you if you know you took that picture and you did not fake it. That next one she just showed me right now. I mean, this this is either like one of the most well-documented haunting stories I've ever seen, or these photos are faked. That looks like a doll with a big chunk out of its head. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very skeptical at this point, but that is me by nature. So you guys be the judge. I... I you should definitely go look at this uh, tweet stream. We'll, we'll post the link. L let me know what you guys think, because I am, my red flag alarms are going off like crazy at this point. 
at this point, we are moving right along to November 17th. He had a bunch of pictures from that night that he was adjusting the focus. Yeah. Now. Straight up child sitting on, was that the chair or what was that? That was the recliner in his room. Yeah. That <laughs> that was undeniably a child, like or a doll, like sitting in that I would exactly I would, like he drew. I would die. If that legitimately happened, I would be ecstatic. If I if I woke up and saw like an actual, I mean, yeah, if of course woke, I'd be like, whoa. If you woke up and looked at your video footage from the night before, and that was on there, I would be ecstatic. I would be so. I know nobody would believe me because I, I like. I'd I, probably vomit on the spot. I would think you messed with me. You would think I messed with you. It would take months before we finally believed that that like neither one of us was messing with each other. But man, that would be like hands down one of the most exciting paranormal moments of my entire life and i've had some crazy (laughs) stuff happen we have we we have yeah okay so now we're all the way in december and he says sorry for the long break i haven't been feeling that great the past couple weeks i haven't had time to update there also wasn't much to say for the most part i wasn't sleeping well and i was having weird dreams and they were very vague and hard to describe i'm sleepy all day long and i've been been getting sudden bouts of dizziness so then he gets a camera that takes one picture every minute time lapse all right he starts posting the pictures the vast majority of them were me sleeping in an empty room in a sort of dark but you can see me sleeping i'd left a couple night lights on just in case anything showed up but for the first hundred or so photos it was just me in an empty room so he posts a picture of the empty room and then uh, there's that what clearly looks like a doll at this point sitting in the chair or was that? Yeah, it's on this little recliner. He brightens up the photo. What are people saying to this doll thing? Like that is obviously a doll, but if he's not putting it there, somebody is screwing with this guy and is like somehow getting in his house and not getting caught on camera or there's some weird paranormal stuff going on here. It looks like... He, like, slumps over. Yeah. In that picture. And then you can see him next to the bed looking at him in the next picture. Go back to the picture before. All right. So I will say this, and something that I was looking for was the position of the blanket while he was sleeping. And I can tell you, for him to be able to get the blanket back in that exact same position would be nearly impossible. This is not, in my opinion, him moving this doll around. He has not moved, or he's really not the person in the bed, and it's uh, he put like something in the bed to make it look like he's sleeping, or he's got a third person involved, or a second person involved. And besides, dear the, David. Yeah, besides, dear <laughs> David. So, like, I will say, like, he's not just getting up, moving the doll, and going back to bed. If there's another person involved, that leaves one more person to potentially come out and admit this was a hoax, if it was, in fact, a hoax. But, yeah, that, that blanket is not moving, and that doll is moving, if it's a doll or whatever the heck it is. So now, dear David is standing over him, and he says, the next one is worst. In the next photo, he's staring right at the camera. So now, the, dear David's looking at the camera. And then this. That blanket stayed still that whole time. Is a deformed ear and stringy hair in the side of the head. The oh, yeah. That's creepy. And 
oh, I don't like it at all. All right. So then he tweets out, I'm at a loss for words. That malformed ear, that stringy hair. I don't even know what to think. I looked all over my room and I couldn't find anything. And honestly, I've been so exhausted. I didn't even know how to process it. Even now, all I want to do is just go to sleep. He then tweets out, December 20th, Hey everyone, I'll be gone for the next week, visiting family back home in Montana for the holidays. It'll be nice to get away from all this for a bit. Thanks for everyone's kind of words lately. I'll see you when I get back. When he was home for the holidays, he started feeling strange again, and he got up to go to the bathroom and he saw something outside the window, and everybody in the family was just kind of like, oh, well, it's animals or whatever. And so he went out, he post a picture they look like very small child footprints (laughs) it does a little bit now january 2nd he's back at home and he tweets out then he was hovering above my bed staring down at me his mouth moving faster than it should be i couldn't move i could only look up at him suddenly he plummeted downward and i felt his huge pressure crash into my chest i woke up gasping the wind completely knocked out of me I sat up, looked around frantically, heaving for air, but there was nothing. When I caught my breath, I retrieved my phone from the dresser. The photo roll showed nothing of note, save for the last photo, just taken the moment before. That's crazy. I don't like (laughs) it. So then he has a couple random tweets about how when he tries to take a picture with a friend, the face is kind of distort and he's kind of freaked out about it but it could just be his camera doing something weird he tweets out a couple times that he's still just really tired he just always is dizzy and tired and he's actually losing like an hour here and an hour there of his uh conscious memory of what's going on and at this point people start tweeting out to him saying that they think that he's being possessed by dear david So over the course of January, we have a couple tweets that come out that are just his cats acting weird, and they're very strange tweets for him. He normally puts, like, captions and all this, but most of them are just videos of his cat doing something. And then, out of the blue, February 3rd, 2018, he says, everything is space, space, fine. That's it? That's the end? He says, some of you already know this, but I thought I should make a short update on Twitter about it. A little over a month ago, I made the difficult decision to leave my full-time job after four years with the company. I'm nervous what the future holds, but I feel good, and I know big things are coming. Now, he is very active on Twitter, but the story pretty much concludes with him saying, please don't worry about me. I am okay, and everything will be like it was before that's the whole thing that's how he ends that's his how whole... he ends all of it some people think that he was possessed some people just think he was done with his storytelling now he stands by whenever he's questioned is this a has he taken a lie detector test that's the first thing they always do for these like big attract a lot of attention stories i don't i don't I didn't come across anything. Just for the record, people, because I'm very skeptical. I'm going to post some updates to this on Facebook, any research that I can find. I'm intrigued. This has captured my attention. You will be able to find a lot because coming up very soon, they're making a movie. Yeah, I saw that. he's working. I just did a little research while we were chatting here. And Dear David? Just now. I just looked at the other movie. Yeah, and you know who the director is? No. The same guy who just put out the It movies. Ooh, so it wow. should be freaky. So this guy, if he is just telling a story, if he is just 
creating excitement around something. He did a great job, and it could be a great movie. And quite frankly, if this is all true, this is extraordinary in the true sense of the word. Whenever you get to that level, and this has happened to me in the past, where something is so, like, evident that people just assume you're faking it, which sucks when you're that guy. But in this case, like, I'm skeptical. Of course I'm going to think he's faking it, because what I saw was too real and even though I believe in this sort of thing, like the plausibility of being able to catch it on footage and, and have that much evidence is so unlikely, or maybe not. Maybe just we see this kind of stuff all the time. Mixed in are a few hoaxes or a lot of hoaxes, and it just causes us to not believe anything. It's one of two. Like at this point, there well, is no he like. He says that he's not trying to convince anyone that ghosts are real. Just 750,000 followers. He's just. <laughs> sharing what happened to him and he says that had he been trying to pull an elaborate hoax he would be posting and more often trying to keep people interested in what was going on because he would go two three weeks without posting anything and then he would give people updates so that's that was what he said it's the basic instinct defense like (laughs) why would i commit a murder in the same way that i committed a murder in a book that i wrote (laughs) no I, i give it to him like i mean in all honesty i don't know if he made any money off of this if he turned it into fame maybe now he's about to make some money if they turned it into a movie but it doesn't seem like he was, you know, selling T-shirts or coffee mugs or really like trying to benefit off of this other than just garnering some interest. And he is, in fact, when a cartoonist. It, when so. it did blow up, he he said he couldn't believe how many companies contacted him to make TV series and movies and all these kinds of things about it. And he is working with the guy who directed it. I forget his name. I should remember. We'll it. post it on Facebook. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're working together to put out the movie tentatively it does not have a name they're calling it the dear david project because they're trying to work out a working title but um that will be coming out so i'm sure there will be it's plenty like the Blair of Witch project it's interviews yeah. and all this i mean that's some setup 2017 all the way to 2020 i literally just told you and the kids this when i showed them blair witch project for the first time i told them i said unfortunately in today's society or today's uh, world, it would be impossible to pull off what they pulled off for the Blair Witch Project. And that is, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but months and months leading up to the movie's release, talk show hosts were like discussing these tapes they found in the forest. And there was all this folklore around the movie that really made it one of the most exciting movies to ever come out. And now you would just be able to IMDb it, see the cast, realize they didn't actually get lost in the woods, all these different things, right? I said the next time they pull off something as amazing as the Blair Witch Project, it would be done with the internet. And you were totally right. And this is happening right now. So my my skeptic is like, does does he have any link to these directors or these producers prior to this project? Or are they just jumping out an opportunity because it's there? I mean, I don't know. He's just said that a bunch of people contacted him. Um, I did see a really cool thing. Uh, an interview with a I think it was a sociology major and well he was talking about how um, folklore and urban legends are a dying breed he was prior to the story well no no this is somebody was talking about the dear David a sociology professor was talking about the dear David story 
and how intriguing it was because urban legends and uh, scary stories are kind of becoming an obsolete thing because we have so many things to disprove and all this and that this is the first wave of the new age urban legend campfire stories for these generations because there's this is completely original concept yeah i love it and i will say there is actually another avenue where this is happening and it's very exciting and i will tell you this as we get more episodes out there and our patreon builds up i'm gonna order a dark net mystery box which there really is these types of stories from other countries where if you've never watched one on YouTube, watch a couple. They And the reason I want to do it is because I'm always skeptical. Are they faking these boxes or are they really ordering them? So I'm going to order a dark web mystery box. They send you this crazy stuff. You want to send it to an address? If we get a I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no, You're so, not opening it in this house. <laughs> uh, no, it's not like, so I won't open that. But no, so these boxes come and they'll have like a mystery in them. They often allude to a real murder that took place in these other countries. But the part that blows my mind is the people unboxing them don't pick up on it. They're like looking at it as though there's stuff. Drives me nuts. And they're not looking at it as though it's a true mystery that they should be unraveling. The way my mind works, it's going to be really exciting if I order one of these mystery boxes. So I think you guys are going to like it a lot. So again, if our Patreon gets up enough, then... We're going to go ahead and get one of these mystery boxes. We will do an unboxing video and we'll do an unboxing podcast and really dig deep and try to like unravel the mystery that that comes from this box. Now, I'm going to pull an audible really quick here because that story was a long story as she predicted. My story is also a very long story. So what I'm going to do is tell you a personal paranormal experience that we had, and then we are going to record a second episode for this week with my story and potentially another one of her stories in it. That'll be coming soon. The story that I'm going to tell you guys about, since we're on the paranormal theme, you got me all excited about ghosts. This is a true story. Allie was house-sitting. Oh, this story's so scary. This was years ago when we first got together. And she had uh, a group of friends over that, most of which I had not met, a couple of them I'd met before, had a cookout. We were all, you know, just kind of hanging out, having a good time. Everybody, one by one, left, and I stuck back to spend the night. So we hang out, have a couple drinks, we go to the bedroom, throw on the TV, watching a few shows, chit-chatting back and forth, and we finally decide, hey, let's actually, you know, go to sleep. It's getting pretty late. So I empty my pockets out on the nightstand next to the bed. Wallet, keys, I had like a little pocket knife and, you know, a couple other random things. Throw off the pants, turn off the lights. We just get settled into bed when... All of a sudden, the closet door in the room with us. Now, this is the type of closet door that slides open. It's two mirrors that are on rollers hanging from the ceiling. Like that slide back and forth. That slide back and forth on a track. From inside the closet. And I mean, I cannot describe to you. All of a sudden, it is just bang, bang. Bang. The mirror is literally flinging forward and slamming back, and then another bang slams it again. 
it is just consistently banging from the inside. There is somebody inside this closet. Without a shadow of a doubt, somebody's inside the closet. I grab my little pocket knife. I jump out of bed. As I'm doing this, Allie is curled up in in fetal position. Going, make it stop. Make it stop. Because I'm a tough ass bitch, obviously. (laughs) So as she's saying, make it stop, as the door is still pounding, I make it to the light switch. I flip the lights on in the room. I'm now standing with my hand directly in front of this sliding door, knife out. And I'm thinking in my head, I have to swing this door open. And decide in about three seconds, is this one of her friends that I may or may not even recognize that is just messing with us? Or is there somebody in this closet who intends to do us harm? The whole time I'm thinking about this, the closet right in front of my face is still bang, 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 Allie is still... Deafening, deafening, I'm yelling, make it stop, make it stop. I put my hand on the door and in one motion, swing the door open and like a knife up high, ready, like what do I do? Do I stab this person? Are they just messing with us? What's going on? Nobody is in the closet. Nothing. Now, my mind, I'm like, okay, they're obviously with somebody in this closet. So I'm like, is there a attic door? So I'm looking around for an attic door. I'm looking for a trap door underneath shoes. Like, even though... Logically, it's impossible for them to hit their last bang and, and nicely then, put the shoes rack perfectly yeah, on top. Of dive where into they were. a hidden hole or shoot hey, up into the ceiling. Maybe it was the acrobat from the uh, the from, locker yeah, room. Yeah, story. <laughs> uh, so there's nobody in this closet. I run around to the room behind it. I'm looking in that closet. Even though logically they would not have been able to bang so hard on the back of that door that they would be shaking the doors on the other side. I'm still like, there just has to be something, right? So I look in that closet. Nobody's there. We go through the entire house to make sure all the windows and doors are locked again even though it's impossible for them to have made it out of this situation you you just you're looking for that logical explanation like who was in there how did they get out where are they search the whole house the house is locked up tight the windows are locked up tight we go back into the bedroom we're sitting in there we are just and it it takes a lot to get me freaked out i love paranormal stuff we both decided, like, we're just going to sleep in the basement. We're going to the basement. <laughs> There's and no staying in that room. To, like, so we tried to explain to the owners of this home that she was housing in for, like, what we experienced. And their only feedback was, well, I guess, you know, the pipes in the basement will bang when, like, the water heater is heating up or whatever. Nope. And, well, no, it, your, your pipes don't bang to the extent that it's, like, deafening in the room that you're in. And shaking the door on the closet like it's physically moving it was absolutely one of the most intense like frightening paranormal experiences that i have ever had and trust me when i say i looked for every possible logical explanation and we spent more time at that house too and looked for like anything else oh, that anything that could have possibly been uh, would have sounded even remotely like it we I might have, have accepted taken, but i would have <laughs> taken a, like the tiniest thing that was possible well if the circumstances were perfect and this happened exactly this way i would have accepted that but i mean seriously guys nobody will ever appreciate the extent of the experience that we had and, and I'm okay with that because, again, like if somebody else was telling me this story, I'd be feeding them back any logical explanation I could give them. You know, I may or may not be able to find something that they didn't think of. But regardless, it was so very real that there was no way it 
could have been anything other than a person in the closet. And yet there was nobody in the closet. Absolutely mind boggling and admittedly frightening when I was in that experience. More so because I thought it was a person than when I thought it was a ghost. Well, that's that's kind of like we had the fear of an intruder and then the fear of paranormal. It was like a double whammy. That wraps up this episode. Definitely follow us on Instagram, Spirits Oddities and Mysteries. Follow us on Twitter, which is Spirits Oddity. Follow us on Facebook at Spirits Oddities and Mysteries. And of course, we want to give credit to the intro music at the beginning of our podcast. It is a cut clip from Evening of Chaos by Kevin McLean. HTTPS colon slash slash com. Music from HTTPS colon slash slash filmmusic.io. License CC by HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 4.0.